Sip and Listen, the podcast meant to inspire, challenge, and empower you to collaborate while taking big actions. With your co-hosts, wellness team, Chris and Lisa Lupo, recruiting genius, Jennifer Rojas, credit master, Valerie James, the recovery expert, Dave Cook, and lover of all things marketing, Elisa Lane. Good morning. Good morning, Jennifer. How are you, Valerie? Oh, I'm absolutely doing wonderful this morning. Good. We're getting a lot of, I'm like staring out the window right now looking at rain like I haven't seen. I can't even remember the last time we got rain like this. I know. It's just, I mean, to me, it's like life brings life and, you know, green and everything. So oh, I just you're so much more it. positive. I'm like, oh, my shoes are going to get all wet and spotty. <laughs> hey, these are new shoes, too. What was I thinking? Yeah, I, I do worry about my hair. <laughs> Going from yeah. the 80s look to, was, you know, just a flat look. So. <laughs> yeah, but it is good. It's good to be getting the rain. But, oh, my gosh, we might have a we might have a couple extra hours stuck in the studio today. Oh, so yeah. Wade through the water. We'll think of something. But that said, we have a great show today. Super excited. I know you've brought yeah. a couple, couple guests with you uh, to chat about, to hear a little bit about how we can, you know, buy that house we've been wanting to buy. Mm-hmm. How do we get our credit? Uh, so yeah, so we're, I think we might be having. Did you get it? Maybe some little technical difficulties right off now. It's off and on. Okay. They all of a sudden have sound, then I don't. All right, that's the joy of radio shows. So that was Kevin. <laughs> He's here with us today, and we also have Don. Uh, so I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna flip it over to you and let you introduce uh, Don Johnson and Kevin. Is it Lamb or Lamb? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Cool. Okay, and I'm excited to have you both here. Uh, we have Don Johnson, which is a broker realtor here in the Phoenix Valley. Uh, she's been the broker realtor for since what '86. So, um, kind of introduce yourself a little bit, and then I'll introduce Kevin after. Uh, I've actually been a realtor since 2006. I've been in the Valley oh. since 1986. Oh, okay. Originally from Michigan, I uh, moved to Arizona in 1986. 1986. Well, cool. Okay. So 2006, you've been. A realtor and helping people with buying homes and realizing the American dream. So, yeah, that's really cool. You've seen a lot of cool markets. Uh, cool, uh, interesting, let's say, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Very. Uh, bubbles, ups, downs. Uh, prior to real estate, I was doing construction. Oh. And building custom homes. So during, t- you know, 9-11, wow. we had custom homes going and... Then we saw the bubble of 2006, so absolutely, yeah. up and down and up and down yeah. through the valley. What made you get into it? Um, my formal training is in accounting, oh, okay. so I, I'm pretty well-versed on the financial side of it. I like the operations side of it. Um, at the time, we were doing construction, uh, fix and flips, uh, new projects, million-dollar homes in the Southeast Valley, and it just seemed like a natural Um, Nobody could sell our product better than me because I knew how it was being built and, you know, the extra little things we did inside. Um, So I was the perfect person to sell it and Mm -hmm. got my real estate license and then became a broker. Cool. Recently became a broker. Recently became a broker. Wow. I also have my license in Michigan. So I have a real estate license in Michigan um, and then I have my broker's license here. Yeah. Far apart, but pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Good good market. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then Kevin, we have Kevin who Lamb. will help you uh, mm-hmm. purchase the home once you found the the, the home of your dreams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, so I've been uh, lending since two thousand and one, 
And uh, one of the things, one of the reasons I got into lending is I, I was a on the road sales rep for 21 years. I sold to all the souvenir stands at the Grand Canyon, Sedona, all those places. And I was on the road over 200 nights a year. Wow. And uh, as my children were getting older, it just wasn't appropriate anymore. So I had a friend who told me about lending and she said, oh, you'd be great at this. So I've been a loan officer ever since. And I absolutely love it. Wow. Absolutely really love cool. what I do for a living. What company do you work for? Oh, I work for AmeriFirst Financial. Oh, yeah, them. I work yeah. for AmeriFirst <laughs> Financial. That's and cool. I've been with them for uh, for eight years now. Oh, that's a pretty long time yeah. for in the loan yeah. origination biz. That's like a lifetime. Yeah, it really is. That's a long time. We, we, we move <laughs> a lot to, of people. You tend to, you know, yeah, yeah, pick up your stuff. Very and transient business. Yeah. yeah. I did uh, sales and marketing-ish for a loan originator in 2000. 10 so it was right after everything Ugh. it was it was interesting because well, it, it was like it was we would trip. have really well qualified buyers and they just couldn't get i mean underwriting it was really it's like it's too late yep. <laughs> we're already in the tank you might as well let these people buy houses because they <laughs> you know that'll help but yep. anyway it, is, it was very transient although again really um a good business i mean it is about good to help people Mm-hmm. It is. Achieve those types of things. It is. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's like doing a puzzle on every loan. It mm. really is like having a puzzle, and then you got to go searching for missing pieces. Mm-hmm. And that's re- what it's really about. But it's totally. I, I love it because every single loan is a challenge. They're very unique in nature. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Don, I was thinking about you know with all the realtors in the Phoenix Valley, you know we've got a lot. Okay. So what makes you different what sets you apart from all the other realtors Uh, I would say my life experience Mm -hmm. Um, because I do have the construction background because I do have the accounting and the financial background um, and then being a broker um, I have a unique ability to see every transaction from kind of a different point of view Uh, I can walk into a house I can see if it's been built well if a remodel has been done well Um, And I can point those things out. And I have uh, the ability to kind of bring that down into a level that my clients are able to understand. And I think when your clients understand the process and what they're getting into and um, they can relate to it, then there's confidence and there's trust. Mm -hmm. And then when they're confident about their decision and buying a house is like the biggest decision you'll ever make in your life. Mm-hmm. And the best thing to do is have you walk into the house, you know that's the house, you're confident in the quality and what you're buying, and then the, the rest of the transaction is then happy and joyous. And, you know, when my clients buy their house and move in, you know, I want them to be happy. And I know you've been doing this for a long time. Plus, you're my Absolutely. friend, you know, <clears throat> Kevin and you for yeah. several years. So. You know, you've been doing it for a long time, and I know your passion that really comes through with working with clients. So I think that that is huge for you as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, since I was a child, I've always enjoyed helping people from babysitting for my aunts to volunteer to Girl Scouts. to I mean, Mm -hmm. it's just kind of been a pattern in my life. So this is just like the icing on the cake. Um, Everyone wants to own their own home. They want to paint their bedroom a certain color and, you know, make it all their own and so I get to see the shell, and then I always go back and visit and get to see it after they've kind of put their personal Mark touches. It. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's fun, and they're exciting. And, and then I start seeing people have babies. And um, ironically, this year I got to help two people that I saw the, the child be born, and now they're buying their first house. Aww. 
And so they've graduated college, and yeah, so that's been a lot of fun. Oh, the children are buying their first house. The children are buying their first house, yes. So I got to do that twice this year. Wow. And that's really exciting. That's fun. Well, you've actually helped my whole family. Yes. Like literally my whole family and yes. extended family yes. buy homes and buy condos and sell, sell. you know, buy and sell. Yeah. So, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. So, yeah. How do you, because I, I always think as a real estate agent, um, it, it's hard because, you know, working with me, I think, you know, the patience it takes to have people who kind of know what they want but don't really know. And so you give them what they say they want and then they tell you no and, you know, that. How do you help kind of craft and, you know, navigate that process so that, you know, you're, I guess, and I always too have a sense that real estate agents aren't like, they know, like, you're not going to like that. You're saying that you want that, but that's really like, I can tell that's not what you want. You're, you're going to want to be here or whatever. You know, how do you, how do you navigate that relationship and kind of help uh, walk people through that process that can be kind of stressful and you're trying to find the perfect place and it's three weeks you've gone out and can't find the house and, you know, and how do you keep your patience and your, you know, <laughs> your light and joy, yeah, <laughs> even yeah. in the face of other people's worry? Yeah. You know, it, it's just trusting the process. Yeah. I guess if you've done it enough times, um, and I, I, I'm just not a pushy person. I don't like to be pushed, so I don't push other people into the decision. And I just trust the process. Mm. And everyone says the same thing as you. Am I my response always back to them is if I didn't want to do that and help you do that and look at all those houses, I should go find a different job. Yeah. Um, I enjoy it. I love it. And I just trust the process. And I know now that they have to look at a few homes that they're really not going to like. Right. And a few homes that they're going to love and it's not going to work out. Mm-hmm. And then the perfect one is going to fall in their lap. Um, <clears throat> when I, when we go out, when we first go out, I always tell tell my clients, tell me everything you love about the house, but tell me everything you like about or don't like about the house. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes knowing what people don't like mm-hmm. is is helpful as knowing what they do like, right? Because then when I'm looking at homes or, you know, I'm networking with other agents and people are talking about homes that are coming on the market, I know ahead of time whether or not that's going to work for somebody. Mm-hmm. And we do a lot of that. You know, I have a house coming on the market, would love to work with another, you know, mm-hmm. agent that I know. Um, and so we get firsthand knowledge of, of some, you know, opportunities mm-hmm. that are going to come on the market. Cool. But, you know, I just, I'm not pushy. I know some people take a year to make a decision. <laughs> um, I have one client that went and looked at one home. Yeah. And and her fiance never even got to see the house, wow. right? And I'm like, really? We should probably look at more. And he goes, nope. She's happy. I'm happy. You can buy it. And they bought the first house. And then other people wow. I've shown, you know, 30 homes before they can make the decision. So yeah. it's just a process. I, Everyone gets their. I think I would have done the same as your client. I think you know, with I would have seen probably 50. You know, if I didn't buy the new home, but when I was telling you all what I wanted, you're, I you're you saying, <laughs> you were like, Valerie, it's like, well, if you like all this thing, you know, all these things, and you're that picky, then let's buy you a new home. So that's what I did last year. Yeah. So absolutely love it. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> let's go brand new. I think brand new is the only way you'll be happy. Yeah. <laughs> and it was. <laughs> so you know me. Right. Exactly. That's great. Kevin, what kinds of changes are you seeing? I mean, now it is, I think we are getting back to a place where it's probably not quite as intense to get an intense process to get, you know, approved for for a loan. But what types of, uh, is it starting to loosen up a little bit? It is. The, uh, you know, the underwriting guidelines aren't loosening up, but the overlays that the companies put on those overwriting, are overlaying guidelines are loosening up. 
Um, I'm actually doing a loan right now for a doctor, and I'm using bank statements to qualify her. I haven't seen a loan like that in probably eight years. Eight, mm. Actually, I'm sorry, it's 2018 in 10 years. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, but I'm actually able to use it, and, and you know, it's a smart loan for her to get into, especially beginning and all that. But at least she has access to something. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of self-employed people that have good CPAs that write off almost, you know, most of what they earn, they don't really have an access to showing any income. Right. Yet with a product like this, we can do a lot of different things with it. So yeah, things are loosening up. Yeah. Yeah. Although that's like starting, that worries me. I'm like, <laughs> that sounds a lot like, you know, where we were well, in 2006. Do, like, do you know, it, yeah. it, it does sound like that, but you would be surprised at how much using bank statements, how well they have to qualify. Mm. I mean, you know, back when everything fell apart and there were a lot of things that were, uh, a lot of broadcasters were saying, oh, stated income is what causes. I find that not to be true. Mm-hmm. Stated income was never just write down someone, you know, write down what they earn. We had to prove it. Right. I mean, we had to prove it to, in a sense, right? But a lot of self-employed people, I mean, they have a lot of expenses and things like yeah. that and a lot of depreciation. They don't show a lot of income. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I got that. I mean, I think it was kind of a combination of things. I, I, it was putting people in the wrong products is- I think to some degree is that a fair assessment like maybe people you know those those balloon payments and that oh they they were devastating to yeah. a lot of people yeah. you know consider something I, I one time had a client who was looking at a house payment of somewhere around twenty two hundred dollars a month and she had never had a payment even she had been paying rent for fifteen years of a thousand dollars a month and I just didn't think it was appropriate. She qualified for it. She had wonderful credit, and we and we were able to use stated stated income. I actually walked away from the transaction because mm. I just couldn't see how they were going to be able to make a twenty two. I think it was a twenty two hundred dollar a month payment on what mm. she was earning. Yeah, and uh, it was just better to walk away from it and just. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. I, I think that's the hard thing, and I'm sure you both have seen that. You know, to, so you mentioned this being an American dream, which you know, mm-hmm. interesting. To some degree, I'm always like, huh, an Amer- who made it the American dream? <laughs> but um, I'm sure it's the people who. <laughs> right. But um, you know, it is the American dream, though. I bought my first home when I was 19 years old, and it gave me the start of my life financially. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess I think you know it is hard though the balancing of the responsibility of what that means. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you so and I guess that's a good segue into some of my next questions, which is like, how do you start to prepare yourself responsibly to take that step into buying a house and home ownership? Because it's not and it's not even just buying the house, right? It's how do you maintain the house and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So for resale value and all the things that play into it. But mm-hmm. what are some you know? How do you start to look? What do you look? What do you, how do you start to make those choices and, and get yourself to maybe a place give where you us, can buy it? Yeah, maybe give us some simple steps that, you know, for the listeners, you know, what they can do and where they can start, you know, whether they're looking to buy a home, you know, within a few months to maybe a year, maybe five sure. years. So kind of break it down for the listeners because some people want to buy a home now and some, want, some people want to buy later. Yeah. So kind of prepare us. Yeah, you know, well, first of all, when I pre-qualify someone for a home mortgage, one of the first things I do is I get basic information. I get their income, the amount of time they've been on their job, and then, you know, I obtain a copy of their credit report. That usually gives me a really good really good view of what it is that we're going to be dealing with, the type of loan that the people fit into. But to prepare for it, you want to make sure that you have three open lines of credit. They can be credit cards. They can be car loans. Now, with the credit cards, and this is really important, most people don't know this, is that you don't want to charge over 50% of the available Mm -hmm. 
Um, well, Valerie also actually knows this really well. Mm -hmm. um, but you don't want to use more than 50% of the credit that you have allowable on the card because once you use that, it does begin to you know, take points away from your credit score. And once you hit 75%, it starts to take bites out of it. So, you know, you never want to charge more than 50% of the available credit on a credit card. You like to have at least three lines of credit open, um, two years of, of, uh, of work in the same industry. Mm -hmm. you, know, you can change jobs, not multiple changes, but you could, of course, change jobs in the same industry. Um, that's really what the preparation is. It's really basically simple, especially when we do something like an FHA loan. Mm -hmm. Very, very basic, you know, basic good credit or decent credit. And three open lines of credit. What what is the score like? The minimum score that they can purchase home. Well, um, FH. A lot of lenders say we'll go as low as a 580 FICO score. Mm -hmm. uh, the challenge with that is usually people have a 580 for a reason. They've had an incident, maybe a, a late payment or, or something. Maybe medical. It could something be. like that. Yeah, okay. it could be. Yeah. So and you're talking 580 mid score, correct? 580 mid score. That's okay. right. So that's it's right, the yes. middle of the three, not just like one score. That's, and they do have three correct. scores, so. Right. Yeah. And the mm -hmm. and for an FHA loan, really, I mean, industry-wide, if you have a 640 FICO score, you, you'll, you'll do fine with getting an FHA loan and probably won't have a lot of struggles with it as long as your work history is good. Mm -hmm. And obviously, if the credit score, or the higher the credit score, oh. the lower the interest rate and maybe more loans. Well, that's, so. on, that's on conventional financing. Okay. Conventional financing very much is run by the person's FICO score and their loan-to-value. And by loan-to-value, what I mean is, is if they're putting 5% down, they would have a loan-to-value of 95%. Mm -hmm. So the higher your loan-to-value and the lower your FICO score, the higher your, your, higher your interest rate. Mm -hmm. You know, and the same thing, the, the, you know. So when they come to see you looking for a loan, mm -hmm. and what are, like, maybe some three easy, simple steps that what you can prepare them, or do you give sure. them a list of what they need to get to you to be able to qualify. Yeah, you know, for pre-qualification, what I always ask for are two years of W-2s, two months of bank statements, and one month of earning statements. And, and that's really all I need to get started. Great. And an application? Oh, that, that's what I yep. would put in the okay. application. <laughs> yep. <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> so that you can put it in or they can put it in? You know, I, I actually, I, you I actually it? build it, okay. yeah. Hands-on, yeah. right? Yeah, that's okay. right. <laughs> <laughs> getting, getting to the heart of things. So. That's right. That's good. That's good. Don, I, same thing with the mortgage. I mean, we're, obviously the loan industry has is, is, is changed. How's, what's real estate looking like these days as far as in the um, valley? And in Michigan, you can tell us a little bit. <laughs> well, you know what? All over the country, the, the market is tight. I mean, um, a healthy market for us is 24,000 listings active. Um, we're down to like 17,000. That's crazy. So it remains a seller's market, but... You know, we are seeing that there are houses that are sitting a little bit longer. Mm. So here's what's happening. Sellers are pushing the market a little bit, raising their prices. Buyers mm. are um, have being pulled back a little bit by the interest rates. Mm -hmm. And everyone still remembers the bubble and the crash mm -hmm. and all that. So um, I've had a couple buyers up for, um, we don't want to do multiple offers. We're just going to wait until the market cools off a little bit. But since March of 2017, it's been a seller's market. So we don't see that cooling off really um, in the near future. Are a lot of the, I mean, the inventory, did it go to investors who snapped up when the market was low and, and you know, purchased then? Or is this, these are, um, I, th you know, I don't know what you call it if it's not an investor home, a family-owned home or? 
an owner-occupied owner home. Occupied. Um, well, investors did come in and buy blocks of properties, mm-hmm. and then they turned them into rentals. Mm-hmm. And that kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with the market. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, you can buy a home, and your house payment is about the same money amount of money or less than what you would pay oh, currently rent. for rent. Yeah. Um, a lot of the investors are trickling in their properties. Uh, when I go out with buyers, it's it's a little uh, difficult because the homes aren't being fixed up because the market's tight. Sellers think that they don't have to paint or um, have the carpets cleaned mm-hmm. or, you know, have a home that's marketable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then buyers just turn around and walk away. Mm-hmm. It continues to be difficult, too, with um, down payment. Mm. You know, we have student loan debt that affects the ability to qualify um, when I served on National Association of Realtors, that was all over Washington. What they're talking about as far as uh, all these students and mil- millennials that have large amounts of student loan debt that are affecting the ability to That's buy. That's been all over the radio. And yeah. yeah, I've had a lot of clients come to me with student loan debt. So that's it's yeah. really getting profound it, you know it federal affects the market for federal sure. student loans or personal student yeah. loans yeah when i'm working with a buyer and they're just getting started though i uh, i set them up on the auto emails so through our mls system we mm. can just generate you know i need three bedrooms two baths two car garage and i want a tile roof um so we just start you know sending them listings and if someone is sensitive to their house payment amount or their mortgage amount uh, I might send them some from Maricopa. I might mm-hmm. send a few from Santan Valley, and then I might send some from Chandler. And then I always encourage them, let's go look at five homes in Maricopa, and let's look at the area. Let's go look in Santan Valley. Let's see if that's somewhere that you'd be willing to live because mm-hmm. you can have a larger home. Right. Or, no, you want to be close to restaurants and a mall and, and your commute to work, <clears throat> and so you're going to sacrifice and, and maybe give up a bedroom or a garage or something like that so that you can live closer in town. Mm-hmm. It's always a trade-off. And I always tell my people, start watching the market. Mm-hmm. And those emails will feed you on-time, real-time information, you know, every day. Um, so you can stay abreast of everything that's going on. Tell us a little bit about the emails that you send out to your clients so that they can look at the auto emails. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, we just, we go over what your needs are. And I always mm-hmm. tell people, you know, try to keep your your criteria to a minimum because you don't want to eliminate a home because it doesn't have a fireplace if you can add that for instance um but yeah i just set them up on those and it's just a drip that comes to them every day um keeps them in the loop on you know how much the houses are going for how fast they're selling um because it is online uh you know when a house is active you get an email when it goes pending you get an email and so when it goes off the market in three days, you can see that homes are selling very quickly. In that kind of a market, you're not going to take a home that's listed for 200 and try to offer 150 You'll never right. get that. Right. Um, so it does help prepare them, too, on what, you know, how to write an offer, how to submit an offer, what you know, the market's going to bear in terms of you know, negotiation. Because sometimes there really isn't any negotiation. You know, two, three people want the same home, and... You know, then it's the healthy buyer who can qualify right. and get that loan closed. Yeah. Um, that's the most appealing. And you ask them for like a list, right? Every client that you ask, you know, like, what are you looking for in a home? Absolutely. You know, the, you know, how many bedrooms, how many bathrooms, yes. how many, you know, garages, because some, 
times now they want three or four. Yeah. And I've heard of five. Yes. Crazy, but <laughs> yes. Five, <laughs> yeah, five, five car garages. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I've I've went through some houses that were like five, six car garages. I'm like crazy. For so. some I people, can barely deal with my one car. I can't <laughs> imagine if I had to have five. <laughs> like, no. Well, the other thing I I look at too is I I just recently worked with a buyer. Um, she was financially qualified for a whole lot more than what she purchased. But, you know, when I actually sat down and talked with her and visited with her, they like mm-hmm. to travel. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't want to be house poor. Right. Um, this for her was a stepping stone into, you know, maybe her second home and this one could become a rental. So she was looking at a financial plan. Mm-hmm. Um, so we looked at homes that maybe were a little bit more expensive uh, maybe a little nicer, and then we looked at homes that were more in line with what her original plan was, and that's that is where she ended up. Mm-hmm. And I didn't push her to buy any more. I just wanted her to make an educated decision mm-hmm. and one that was perfect for her. So mm-hmm. it helps really if if you start the process a few months early. You meet with someone like Kevin. You get your pre qualification. You kind of get an idea, you know, how to manage the house payment. You know, you learn about that a little bit, and then just mm-hmm. learn the areas. You know, and when you start working with a realtor and then you tell them, I want to be at $1,500 for a house payment, for instance, we can kind of work around the valley Mm -hmm. and find the best place for you to be to Mm -hmm. get the most for your money. Maybe something you wouldn't even consider Mm -hmm. or didn't even know existed, Mm -hmm. right? You know? Yeah, that's always been interesting to me in uh, like just the... It is. It it, it is interesting working with a patient and a knowledgeable real estate agent. Um, And... uh, because I do think, you know, y- y- that's how it's always kind of evolved when I've looked at houses. Is, is I think yeah. I know exactly what I want yep. and exactly where I want to be. And they show me that. And then they're like, let's do this really quick. And let's mm-hmm. go over. And then it completely flips. And then and then it starts to fall into place. Like, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. this is why you can <laughs> the, other houses something now. the other houses didn't feel right. right is because right. In, it's really cool. Like, again, yeah. I think that would be a really cool position to be in. I don't know that I would be any good of it. But, you know, to be able to do that. To, okay, let's try here. We'll We'll do this. Yes. But then to have that idea, I kind of know. I know a different place that might feel good. and Kind of start out. And I oftentimes sit down with my clients, and I actually pull my computer out and show them the MLS. Yeah. Because until they see how I search, yeah, they don't really understand the process. Right. But once mm-hmm. they can see it, then they'll call me and go, hey, will you just check that one box? And will you look here? Or will you map this area? Or will you? Because we can map anywhere in the valley. You just have to tell us, you know, where Kind that, of like a grid, right? Yeah. Like kind of an area, like, or, or mm-hmm. maybe say, I want Gilbert, Chandler, you know, Ahwatukee, you know, like these certain areas. And then you can kind of grid that out. Yes. Is that what you do? Yeah, we can actually map out a specific, by road, by block, by mm-hmm. neighborhood. Mm-hmm. There's all different ways that we can sort the property. It's much more effective than using any other online sites like Truly or Zillow. Well, that's what I was going to ask, and for both of you, right? So right now, Mm -hmm. there's an influx of kind of DIY, right? So I can get on Zillow or whatever, and I can tell you the six houses I want to look at, and I can go on and... I, you know, whatever, uh, whatever apps that you're dealing with right now competing. How do you manage that process? Because when p- people come to you, like, I don't, I don't really need you. I can go online and contact the owner or I can do an online loan app. How are you finding? I mean, I don't think that's true. I think what most people find is it's not nearly as easy as you believe it is. So yeah. you're three months down the road and you don't have a loan. <laughs> yeah, you know, all, uh, all that I would say about that is that, um, look, the online companies, for the most part, 
when people answer an ad that's online that says lowest mortgages anywhere, they're actually selling to a marketing company that sells those leads to anybody who wants to buy them, including me. I could buy those leads. Right. Um, and there are some there are some legitimate online. I mean, look, it's affected all of our lives. Look at our shopping malls. Yeah. They're starting to shut down because mm -hmm. of the online they're on billboards too. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. everywhere. Yeah, there's a whole, whole we're we're stepping into a whole new world. However, you know, with lending, there I, I mean, there are some people that are in such a wonderful position right. financially and credit wise that they are automated. They're easy. Right. I, I get loans sometimes and I'm like, my God, I forgot I even had that one because it went through so easily. Right. But it's when you have to fight for them. Right. When you have to. And, and when I say fight for them, I mean, you know, you fight for for meeting guidelines. You fight. And it doesn't mean manipulating and it doesn't mean covering up. It mm -hmm. means like fighting yeah. for something because mm -hmm. we have different situations that come up with people. For instance, uh, using FHA financing, there, there are times I, I mean, I closed one FHA loan 11 months after a person declared bankruptcy mm, that's because they right. had a good reason. Mm -hmm. yeah, the, man had, the man had MS and he docu they documented everything. They used every, every cent that they had to pay their bills and they filed bankruptcy with no late payments. So they still had a very good FICO yeah. score. But when I actually went and documented everything the man had gone through, it went right through underwriting. FHA is very mm -hmm. good like that. They're the, the patron saint of the person who's having trouble in their life. Uh -huh. Right. You know. Right. That, and that happens. It, it does you happen. Know? You know, the other thing about some of the government loans like FHA and VA, do you know that they're the only loans that if you, have, if you get ill, the main money earner in the family gets ill, mm -hmm. they'll actually let you go up to 14 months without making a house payment. Huh. No, and they put it on the back of your loan and they don't penalize you for it and they don't, make, they don't uh, report it as late. As long as you communicate with them and let them know what's happening, yeah, it's pretty That's incredible great. that you have that there is something I, like well, that. Most people don't, people don't even know, know about it. No, yeah. How do you? So tell me the difference between um, FHA and conventional. I guess VA. Well, VA, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you know, FHA and VA sort of run along the same lines that they're both, you know, they're both insured by the government. Um, both of them allow you two years out of a bankruptcy to get a brand new loan without a penalty. Hmm. Uh, conventional, you ha you'd wait about four years after a bankruptcy, and their guidelines are a bit more stringent. Mm -hmm. uh, they require at least 5% down. They have a 3% down program for first-time home buyers. However, the mortgage insurance on it is brutal. So we try and always have mm. people put at least 5% down mm -hmm. And uh, with conventional financing. Conventional financing, a lot of times, will also want you to have four months' worth of your house payment in the bank. Whereas FHA, you could be bringing in your last paycheck and mm. you're good to go. So I didn't know that about conventional. Yeah. yeah. Is that always? Do they always expect yeah, that? Yeah, it's always been like that, yeah. Huh. And, and by the way, if you have rental properties, like for instance, I just refinanced my primary home. Mm -hmm. I also have a rental property. I had to have six months worth of reserves, they call it, or money in the bank to cover my rental property and then four mm -hmm. months to cover my primary residence. So they wow. are quite restrictive like that. Whereas FHA, my gosh, I mean... I've done FHA loans for people that, you know, had two open lines of credit. In fact, you don't have to have any credit to get an FHA loan. We can use alternative lines of credit like insurance payments or even cable TV or utilities. Interesting. I've so done loans like that. Not in a while, but I have done Would that be a score like or no score? No score. No score. Yeah. Oh, That's wow. called alternative lines of credit, and we can definitely yeah. do those loans. Yeah. yeah. When, well, being in the credit business, you know, doing credit repair, debt settlement, and so forth, I actually work with clients you know, to obtain good credit yeah. within about three weeks. Mm -hmm. So, you know, at least to get some scores. So it's really cool to hear that you can get some loans with no scores. Yeah, and, and no score is better than, 
Right. No credit is better than bad credit. Right, so, right. And by the way, if you have bad credit, that's mm -hmm. totally doable. The way I met Valerie was actually sending clients to her to get, yeah. th you know, get things yeah. straightened up on their credit report. That's how we know each other. And she's, mm -hmm. a, she's a master at it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, when, I appreciate look, that. When, you take, when you take a client that I can't finance and in six right. months they're financeable, you're yeah. my hero. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. I, I, cool. And I love what I do. You know, I know that, you know, helping people to realize the American dream, to basically send them to you, Kevin, for the loan. And then once we get qualified, get them qualified, then send them to Dawn to buy the home. It just it really fits all together. So, and, and then sometimes, you know, on the part side, side, you know, I do a little bit of home staging, but I don't do that all the time. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have fun with that with Dawn. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's really good to, to be able to help the clients, you know, to, to realize that they can go from really low scores in having, you know, some negative um, accounts on their credit reports, whether like we talked about a few minutes ago is medical, you know, collections or mm -hmm. a bankruptcy even, uh, judgment, tax liens, no matter what it is, you legally can get it deleted or corrected yeah, on a credit know, report. And a lot of people don't know that. Valerie and I were talking mm -hmm. about this yesterday a little bit, but there are times that we actually do set a client up and we, we contribute to them as much as we can to raise their score. And sometimes they go elsewhere, and there's not a thing we can do about that. But at least we've made a contribution mm -hmm. to another family getting a home. Mm -hmm. And that mm -hmm. really is at the, I mean, yes, I need to earn a living, so does Valerie. But what's mm -hmm. really there for us, what's really mm -hmm. there is that we actually stand for people being able to do what they want. Right. If they want to buy a house, we want them to have right. one. Yeah. And, yeah. and they'll Very send cool. clients back. You know, good, oh, of course. You know, yeah. what goes around comes around. You know, it's that good feeling, good karma, taking care of people. And that's really what it's all about. Yep. Absolutely. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I agree. Yeah, so. it's, a, it's a kind of a, when it works, it's a fun thing, you yeah. know. It's like yeah. it's like a, it is a teamwork. It's a partnership because I imagine, mm -hmm. you know, you have to know a little bit about financing and what Absolutely. programs are available. You have to understand mm -hmm. how the real estate transaction will work, and so I think you know finding that partnership and again trusting the process mm -hmm. instead of fighting it. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so how do you how do you typically get your clients done, and how do you then walk them through? What's what does the process look like with you? I would say 95% of my clients come from referral. Wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, if I, if I buy or, or sell or help a buyer get a home, mm -hmm. uh, I almost always, they always end up my friend. Um, we always end up doing yes. things together. Um, and <laughs> and then true. they refer mm -hmm. their, their friends and their family to me because mm -hmm. the trust is already built. Uh, mm -hmm. So I would say that's where most of my my uh, clients come from. Mm -hmm. And I do the same process with every client. I sit down with them. I ask them to come in the office. I show them my computer. I show them the MLS, um, get them pre-qualified. Um, sometimes they need home uh, home buying assistance, down payment assistance. So I'll, move, I'll send them to a lender and get that working. Um, and then we, we just start looking and it just evolves from there. Um, once we find the house, and write the contract, mm -hmm. you know, then what I do really kicks in. You know, the home inspections, mm -hmm. the negotiating repairs, um, dealing with things like Kevin's talking about with a loan. I mean, I had something like that come up on a transaction yesterday. And if you don't have a reputable lender and one that knows what they're doing, mm -hmm. you know, at the end, you can see the whole thing fall apart. So mm -hmm. it's having a trusted team, and we mm -hmm. all work together. Um, and then right down to the close, signing the documents and move in and coordinating move in. And sometimes that can get sketchy and, and a little bit, yeah. you know, yeah. unnerving, especially <laughs> like we, when you have a seller who is 
um, doing a simultaneous close because they're purchasing a new home and your buyer is moving in and you have people moving out and people moving mm-hmm. in and you know what condition is the house left in mm-hmm. and you know just making sure utilities get turned on and off and all you know, those little things it's it is it's yeah. all the little things that that we do day in and day out and day in and day out mm-hmm. um we have a little form where's the mailbox where's the mailbox key yeah oh. right mm. you know That's where's helpful the, you know yeah. um we just sold a condo well, where am i supposed to park right you know where's my parking spot so it's just mm-hmm. all those little things that just make it a lot smoother and make the transition smoother it sounds like you do that like i know you oh, I, I know since i know you both you really do have a huge heart, you know, and, and a passion to help people. I can't say the passion word enough because when you're dealing with your clients and you're getting into their world of figuring out what they want and showing them different homes and finding that right home, you know, to getting the loan and working the best you know, way possible to make sure the credit is good. And, you know, whether you're working with me or you're working on some things on, you know, their own credit rep- reports to get those scores up. You guys really show a huge passion to doing what you're doing. And, you know, and, and I know money pays the bills. You know, I get that. But you guys would do this if you made no money or somebody paid your bills. I know it. I just know it. Sometimes well, we do. There are times, <laughs> I, I was going to say, there are times that we make no money on a transaction. Do. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. To make it work. Yeah. Right. And so sometimes you'll be working with a client for a year and they'll go, oh, you know that new home building place? I went in there without you and I signed <sighs> a contract. Why did you do that? Mm -hmm. It's completely different on Mm -hmm. a new home. I mean, if you think you don't need a realtor for a a purchase of a new home. To the new developments, like the different builders in town, that if you're saying that if the client goes in Mm -hmm. without you being present, because they have those little words on the the door or in small print or something. but They're no longer able to have an agent represent them. As soon as they walk in the door... Mm-hmm. And it's a completely different animal. I mean, yeah. uh, so they need on a you. new home, absolutely, mm-hmm. on a new home, most people don't realize you mm-hmm. don't get an inspection period. When you give them your earnest mm-hmm. deposit, you'll never get it back. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest mistake or problem that I encounter. And then mm-hmm. people will go into the design center and they realize that they have to spend another thirty to $50,000. And then they're like, can I have my $5,000 back? And the, the new home builder says, no. There's no inspection period. There's no, Mm -hmm. if you have a realtor with you, you know, we know the questions to ask to find out, you know, what the average Mm -hmm. upgrades are, you know, what, what's the building term, building Mm -hmm. length, Mm -hmm. you know, just a a year ago, it was six months to eight months. And now there's some home builders that are taking a minimum amount of build time out Mm -hmm. of their contracts because it's taking over a year. So long to build. Well, you have their best you know, interest at heart. Absolutely, always. So they need to contact you to, you know, start looking for a home, stay with you during the process, trust into knowing what you know, Mm -hmm. and, you know, that you have their back and that you can lead them through. Absolutely. And then, you know, and and then as as working with Kevin, too, with your loans, then you hold their hand through the process, Mm -hmm. you know, just, you know, so they can trust in you that you have their back. Yeah, I would, you know, I in the in the past years ago, I bought home homes without a realtor. The last two years, I bought three homes, and I bought every single one of them with a realtor. I would mm-hmm. never consider not buying with a realtor again, mm-hmm. because as much as right. I know lending and I do know real estate, mm-hmm. I don't know what she knows. Mm-hmm. I don't know everything right. that she knows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
you know, and it's the invaluable. contracts, you know, it's and vice versa, just a paperwork, vice versa. And a lot of people too. Let me just say this one thing: a lot of buyers mm-hmm. think that you are going to find out information about their personal situation. Mm-hmm. So you'll have personal friends; they don't want to work with you because they think you're going to find out about their personal all information. the credit report information, and the credit credit information how much money they make mm-hmm. all that because they're working with the lender that you work with that is so very not true mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. all of that information is confidential i work totally with a mortgage payment and what what they're qualified for in terms of a mortgage payment and i work within those parameters mm-hmm. but there's such respect between Mm-hmm. your realtor and mm-hmm. your lender right. that that information is never discussed and we don't have to know that information to process mm-hmm. your transaction and have your back and that's the open communication part yes i think that you know to connect and so forth Kevin, now, your what, take what, on it. one of the things i'd like to say about that also is that i wouldn't share personal financial information with the realtor right without the permission of my client right and i don't that's really want to know yeah and you don't want to know right. <laughs> i really no. don't it doesn't matter <laughs> to me I, yeah. I i don't need to know because yeah. you you have to you have your kind of set perimeters yeah. you work together you make all the whole transaction as smooth as possible yes you know you got a little bit of little speed bumps in the road a little bit but you try to work together to make sure that it's smooth and as easy as you can for your clients. So that, and, that's, I think, the most important. And if you are concerned about that, especially mm-hmm. with the lender, deal with somebody who's a little older because we can't remember anything. <laughs> We're not going to remember a single thing about it. Yeah, take <laughs> notes. Oh, or exactly. care. Like, I've seen it all. Yeah. I've seen it all. Right. Believe you know, me, you're I, not the first person. I really, yeah. think, <laughs> I really think I have. I yeah. really think I have yeah. seen it all. Every once in a while, something will get me, and I'm like, wow. All yeah. right, so what's the weirdest? Can you tell me the weirdest? What's the thing, one of the things you remember is like, it's where money what? came from. I had a, <laughs> I had a client one time who had falsified W-2s. Um, it, what was different about the W-2 and my processor noticed, I didn't even notice it, was that there was no identification number, no employer identification uh. number on the W-2. And, uh, you know, I mean... Uh, that, Did they really that, think they weren't going to, that no one was going to, I guess, maybe. It was just, it was just a falsified W-2. Um, You're like, it was just a falsified uh, W-2. Yeah, I'm I mean, like, I don't even know how you do Well, <laughs> the way you do this is you, you say... You go to Office Max and no, get a... No, oh, yeah. No, you really... And you say, I can't use this. Oh, no, not you. I mean, how do you oh, actually fault? Oh, how do you like, get it? That's an well, interesting thing. Well, like, this is back around 2003, so I don't know the availability. I'm sure now is our... You know, right. our, our technology has increased. Those are tougher and tougher to go through. But, you know, some of the I, I had a person that I did a home loan for one time and they had over 360 pages of tax returns for us to go through <sighs> because of, mm. of their very prominent right. restaurant owners here yep. in the valley. And I'd never seen anything like it before. I was like, are you kidding? Yeah. It was four files for their one file. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're quite a bit of paperwork. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So you make it you make it as smooth as you can and easy as you can and you kind of you know like I said you hold their hand through it. So. Well, and our clients don't always know a lot of what goes on. I mean, we're in the background. I mean, there mm-hmm. there are times I've had clients that get upset because our approval didn't come when I said it was going to come. They don't mm-hmm. know that they got turned down twice, mm-hmm. and then we got a full approval. I mean, they don't and they don't need to know that. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times they'll be a little disgruntled. I'll say, you know, I really apologize. We were working on your loan the whole time, mm-hmm. but they don't need to know all the. You know, it'd be like a doctor coming out and telling you what happened during surgery. Yeah. You just want the good stuff. Right. You, know? yeah. you live. Yeah. <laughs> You're approved. <laughs> what is the excitement do you guys see that, you know, when, you know, from the beginning of the process, you know, because they start usually with a loan, right? Either, well, I would say the clients start with a loan or they may come to us to, you know, my company to do credit repair first and then we send them to you to get the loan. So 
what do you see for your clients when there's their excitement level and you know are they afraid are they scared oh most people are scared to death i mean especially when it comes to their first home they're just afraid of being in debt for that much money yeah. And and what I tell you know a lot of times I just show them is the differences here is that you have a lease and do you know that you're paying eleven hundred dollars a month on your lease you're right. you're on the hook for thirteen thousand dollars this year right you know mm-hmm. that you don't that isn't yours you're giving it, it to somebody else yeah you don't have that much money in the bank yeah. right and with the house it's a bigger number but the joys of real estate are when you actually have equity and you start making money you know you have a home that's worth two hundred thousand dollars and three years later you decide that you you know you see that the homes are selling at a good price around you, and you've made $75,000 in those three years. There's nothing like that. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there's nothing more exciting to me than either is seeing a family. And a lot of times for me it is family. I love young families just mm-hmm. because I am a young – I was a young family once. <laughs> but I love when we put people into their first home. Mm. I've gotten pictures of the kids on the stairs at Christmas. I mean, you know, it's just incredible. Mm-hmm. And I've had people that I've done four and five homes for now as they've grown, mm-hmm. as they've moved up and had children and got bigger homes and everything. And there's nothing like it. I mm-hmm. mean, it really is. A, it's kind of an extended part of your family, but it's just amazing. I get mm-hmm. to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Those ki- a lot of those children are going to end up going to college because their parents invested in a home mm-hmm. and, right. and, and they'll have that much money. I, at one time, had a home for each child for college. Thank God they went away on scholarship during 2008. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah. I, I had actually planned it that way. Wow. And, and it still turned out. So That's there cool. we go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, That's man. really cool. Yeah. So what about you, Don? Mine is just much more simple than that. I take a picture every time some I hand somebody the key and they turn the key in the door. Oh, that's right. You do. <laughs> I get the best part of the whole thing. They've gone yeah. through credit repair. They've gone through the lending process. They've mm-hmm. gone through the frustration of looking. Yeah. And I get to be the one to hand them the key. And I'm always yeah. there when they sign their paperwork in case there's a question. And so there's always excitement on that day because it's close to the time yeah. they're moving in. And they've picked out new furniture and um, all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, I get to be the one to tell them it's recorded and yeah. it's funded. And I walk them through that whole process on that day. And the whole day is just like built up with excitement. Mm-hmm. And then what time do you want to meet to get your new key? They want that key. And they, they want, want that, that key. key. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, how do I get my key? <laughs> and then I hand them the key and then they open it. Mm. And and then I, I am always at the door and I have a, a bread basket. Um, and I've copied from... It's a mega nice, beautiful basket right. at that. Yes. And I've copied from the movie It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, and yes. so I give them um, a basket, and it has bread, wine, and salt, mm. among other things. But And then mm-hmm. I tell them, bread that this home never know hunger. <laughs> salt, That's awesome. Salt yeah. that your life always has, has flavor, and uh, wine that you... Always know joy and prosperity. Mm. Yeah, that's oh, so that's cool. Awesome. Yeah, and that's, it's the coolest time. That's the coolest euphoric day in the ever. whole process. It is, you know, it is. And I, yeah. I get to be there at that very last minute. That it's, is so cool. Yeah, really cool. it's interesting to me, and I know we're. Um, 
because I have had transactions where I, you know, once the once we've decided on the house and everything's pretty much okay, I never see the real estate agent again. And I always thought that's kind of, it always kind of bummed me out because I felt like we kind of built oh, this. Oh, no. Like, you helped me find yeah. my home, you know? And that's, that's they don't not show gone. That's not and, me. And so I do, I think that that would be, that's so much yeah. more, how much more fulfilling. And no wonder people come back to you. She, I will she say oh, yeah, but you'll see me on Christmas with <laughs> yes. a loaf of cinnamon bread. Aww. You'll see me at Halloween. Oh, the little yeah. tiny little things that you give people yeah. that just kind of keep. I show up. You know, the, the top of the mind day, awareness that, yeah, that you keep, you know, it, in contact with them. Mm-hmm. And then you get all of us back again for these parties. And then you come to our family parties and so forth. Right. So, That's yes. so cool. Yeah. I, no, she doesn't. I, I'm not kidding go. when <laughs> I say most of my clients become my friends. Yeah. I am blessed with mm-hmm. just a passel of friends. So cool. Yeah. I, I, I'm the same. I, yeah. I have clients or, you know, all over the United States to do credit repair, debt settlement, so forth. And, and I tell you, I mean, I wish I can fly to each one of them. I just love them through the phone, yes. you know, and they're, you know, I'm like big hugs, you know, I end up saying big hugs, you know, it's like, when are you going to come see us? I'm like, well, maybe I'll get on the plane at some point to come see you. So, <laughs> but yeah, you just get to have friends all over the place. It's really cool. How about you, Kevin? You know, um, I, con- you know, I stay in contact with all of my clients, but one of the things I got really present to when you were just talking is about mm-hmm. the basic love that you can have for other people. Right. You know, it's not like the love I have for my wife and my children, of course, but you do, you know, you, you look at a family, you look at a young lady who's really taking it on to get somewhere in her life and she's buying her first rental property or mm-hmm. her right. home or that. You do have a stake in it. That's someone's daughter, right. you know, or it's someone's mom or dad that you're dealing with, you know. And I mean, yeah. there's nothing like it. I mean, yeah. you get to make a difference in their life, and it's not like you get to make a little difference. It's a it's big a difference. It's a huge difference, yeah. I'll give you an instance. Last yeah. night I was at a Suns preseason game, and we were, there a little bit, we were there a little bit early walking around the arena, and I bumped into pro- – my, wife, my wife's like, you know everybody. I bumped into about six people at the game I know, but this one lady came running up, and she was like, oh, my God, Kevin, and she came up and hugged me, and I introduced my wife, and then she, she had to rush, and she goes, who is that? And I said, oh, I, I've done two loans for her now. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. I did, her, cool. I did her home when she and her husband bought it. And when she and her husband left their marriage, I refinanced <laughs> it for her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's nice. So, but at least you're there for them. Absolutely. You know, through the ups and through the downs of life. And totally. Yeah. You guys so, are amazing. I get lots of notes about people having children. I'll send them a gift and things like that. I love that oh, they include yeah. me in that's that. That's so nice. Yeah. yeah. It is. It is a big part. I mean, the home is, that's the heart sometimes. It's going down. Yellow Brook Road. So how do we get a hold of you? So, Kevin, how do we find you? You know, the way to find me is text or phone number is mm-hmm. 602-989-1688. Okay. And that's the easiest that's way to reach me. And that's okay. Kevin Lamb, Mortgage Loan Officer. So that's Merifers cool. Financial. Very good. Very good. <laughs> how about you, Don? Same way. You can text or give me a phone call. My mm-hmm. uh, phone number is 480 227 5791. That's great. So great. Nice. And I'll, I'll put a plug in for me since I do credit repair. Mm-hmm. It's kind of all goes together, you know, a smooth process. Valerie James, Simple Solutions, and my number is 928-308-0984, and I take care of clients all over the United States. So Yeah. But we'll throw everything up on the website, yeah, so we'll have links yeah. and yeah. tie backs and phone numbers and email. So. Yeah. We, phones will be ringing off the hook, but there we go. Yeah, well, it was lovely having you all on the Thank show today. Guys. Thank you so much for joining us. I mean, it really is. It's one of those topics that I think 
impact yeah. so many people and sometimes there's a little bit of mystery behind it or how do you even start so thank you for yeah. sharing your information and i'm mm -hmm. smitten man i wish i were yeah. in the process of buying a house <laughs> yeah thank, thank you. you for having us thank Thanks you for, for going down yeah. the yellow brook road with us so, yeah, to american dream <laughs> yeah appreciate so, it you're Lovely. welcome all right thank have you a for great week you. you too bye bye Thank you.